Welcome everyone to Nonproductive's Late to the Party rewatch of the modern cult classic and Disney Channel original cartoon, Gravity Falls, the only show with a record-breaking number of triangles. And also is the award-winning cartoon show created by Alex Hirsch, starring a lovable cast of characters and their encounters with the wild, wacky, and weird supernatural creatures of Gravity Falls. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. Now your facts don't even try. It's that. What is the only show with a record? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, there are a lot of triangles. Uh, Good enough. We ended ended last... you know, last week talking about the final episode and getting to meet Bill and everything, but when all we when we were always talking about the fun facts, it was so hard not to bring up. Well, there's Bill Cipher in that thing, and there's oh, that Bill Cipher yeah. in that thing. Yeah, but I because it was like, all spoilers at that point. I feel like you're forgetting Triangles the series. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and the rebooted reboot of uh, Triangles. <laughs> that they well, have, that didn't last as long. They so. have an asterisk next to them. I heard they use triangle steroids to make that show work. Wow. You know what? Technically, your joke was as good as Pete's. So <laughs> let's just keep going. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Oh, hi, Al. <laughs> do we have to do names? I don't know. James and Pete is also here. Frank. Good. That's good enough. Our editor will make this make sense. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're doing. We're starting season two. We are. We're starting straight out the gate with season two with the episode "Scary Oki," which uh, really picks up pretty much right where season one left off. Yeah, I like that we got thrown right into the plot. Like there was no, let's b- have five episodes of build up. It was it, right into it. I'm, I'm I'm happy about it. Can you give me some background? Sure. On what happened between the end of season, like production background. End of season one, Gravity Falls, and beginning of season two, Gravity Falls? Um, So a couple of things happened. So the show was actually off the air for quite a long time, I think almost a year, year and a half, um, before it came back, and it moved networks. So uh, Gravity Falls started on Disney Channel as Mm -hmm. an original series, but then moved to Disney XD. They replayed the whole series on Disney XD, right, Um, which was their, like, adventure I'm going to say boy themes. I want to go down this tunnel. It was like yeah. Disney Toon, Toon Disney, and then yeah. it became Disney XD. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, where it gained way more popularity than it ever did on like original Disney Channel. Which at that point was probably like My my Sweet Raven Life. My Sweet <laughs> Life with Raven. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even... <laughs> I honestly for a moment thought those, those live action shows that the were The Sweet Adventures of Zack and Cody on a Spaceship. Something yeah, like that. I'm not sure if you're making fun in of Waverly me. Place. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The Samantha Little series as a super deep cut for those of you who are long time listeners. Yeah, um, but it gained a really lot of popularity for Disney XD, which had a smaller viewership, which made um, you know the people in charge of XD I think funnel a little bit more time and attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because the series kind of gained more popularity and was on like not the main network, I think Alex Hirsch also got a little bit more leeway to kind of yeah things do what he wanted a lot more actually scary i think in season two we did lose gravity falls school musical though yeah that spinoff was canceled wow we've probably would have we've got at least three or more of these folks (laughs) tune in as we slowly remember things from the early 2000s um so for scaryoki the main kind of monster problem of the week it's Dipper really wanting to, like, prove that weird stuff is going on in Gravity Falls. And, like, kind of almost by hook or by crook to get someone to pay attention and, like, get the agents, the government agents that have just shown up to, like, no, 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 really, there's something happening. Please, someone, pay attention. I 
believe me, there's things I've been doing research, Mabel, Grunkle Stan, government people, someone, ah, and he's pushed so far to the point that he just like randomly goes to a thing, a page in the book, and then all of a sudden, zombies. Yeah, he casts a random spell, as you do. Yeah, and zombies showed up. Very, I was almost say realistic. Very graphic zombies. Like this was pretty. This is pretty extreme yeah. for a, like a cartoon for kids. So this was D- Dipper de- so desperately wanting to be acknowledged that the the weird stuff is out there that he throws caution to the wind and mm-hmm. screws up royally. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of a maybe a little bit of a, you know, listening to your elders and depending on your family, understanding yeah. that people, you know, do in some ways have the, you know, are looking out for the best for you, you know, we find out in this episode that Stan admits to of course, Gravity Falls has crazy things going on, but I've just wanted you to stay out of it, quote unquote, right. uh, story that he gives. Oh, well, I guess that wasn't legit because I totally thought there was his actually stop putting, stop revealing things before they happen. The, the scene, they literally stands like, I have no more secrets and crosses his fingers behind his back and Dipper's like, yeah. and I won't use the book for evil and or I won't continue looking for dangerous things and crosses his fingers behind his back. Was that the beginning or the end of this episode? That was the end of this episode. Yeah. All right, interesting. So I would just like to point out, I think it was towards the beginning of the episode, uh, Stan puts on a rubber glove that has six fingers on it. Yes. That I was like, oh, six fingers! And I yelled out six fingers on a train and... <laughs> Um, now everybody thinks I am Inigo Montoya. <laughs> have we done that joke yet? The Inigo Montoya six figure. Um, probably. Yeah. We, we've well. alluded yeah. to it once. All right, good. We get we get one more by the time this thing is over. Yeah. If it's actually Inigo Montoya at the end of this, <laughs> I'd be so happy. Who played him? The guy from Chicago. Um. Oh my ER god. Nine one one. Why can't I think of his yeah. name? If Mandy Patinkin. That's right. If it's Mandy Patinkin, is the per- is he? Is he the author? We're not Please saying tell anything. Me. Please <laughs> tell me he's the author. It would be crazy if he was, though, right? Can't say You're going to make the joke at least one more time? Yeah. So we're talking another reboot of the Princess Bride joke. Whoa. Oh, Join us on Facebook cut. for our fan club. This None of this is none of this is tracking at home. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah, Six Finger Glove from Stan. So I was like, oh, cool. We spent a lot of time in the basement, more than I thought we would, actually, in the, in, in the beginning of this episode, even towards the middle of it. Where what Al says on ch- a first date. Uh-huh. Yo! Sorry. Anyway... <laughs> But, um, yeah, Stan sort of sits down there, and we get a lot of time with him just kind of chilling. And we do get a little bit of the insight to the character as opposed to... He doesn't seem very maniacal, but he does seem like he has something in mind, even if it's not... Even if it doesn't appear to be evil. Um, and I also like that he does give the book back to Dipper in this episode. Mm. Like, totally as kind of like a... Um, you might need this because weird stuff's here. Really. I absolutely love the photocopying. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, like, right? yeah, I'll give you back the book. <laughs> 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 I'm like, all right. They good. start doing they start doing the cutaway gag joke a lot here, which I think actually works really well for Gravity Falls. You know, I mean, we know it is something like Family Guy and stuff made very popular, but mm-hmm. I think it. I think they do a lot of good beats with it here. Um, I think some of my favorite moments for this episode, other than them actually having to defeat the zombies by singing in three-part harmony. Um, Which is not what they did, but... Nope. <laughs> that was not... You mean no. that was not three-part three three harmony? harmony like, by right, any stretch right. of the imagination. Uh, we had guest appearance by um, Nick Offerman as one of the federal yes. agents. Yes. I was so happy to hear his voice. 
and who has had had humor removed or like does not is not able to grasp humor apparently. Yeah, was it was it because of a tragic incident in his childhood? <laughs> I think it's some sort like of was born, it was a it was a birth defect. I oh believe. wow, that's dark. Was that funny? I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was a, really was really good. good. This is probably the first time in the series I've had to pause it. I actually paused on a somebody was flipping through pages of the book. And I, I started pausing, and I was like, "All right, what's on that page? And what's on that page? And what's on that page?" It was fun. It's it's actually been you know, and I don't want to reveal too much, but rewatching it has been a blast because there's stuff like this all over the place, right? Stuff that's alluded in other episodes, or like Blandin, or the Stan's memory door falling into the bottomless pit. Like there's stuff that's happening episodes and episodes later that literally happens in episodes before it. Right. And there, it's just the attention to detail in the series is awesome that way. I also think that we should probably touch on, uh, that we get all the side characters or a great amount of the side characters in this episode. Like kind of everybody shows up. Pool check comes back. Yeah. And he's really yeah. creepy. This, this feels like it's a, that's why I asked what happened in production. Cause it felt like, it was a reunion. Like they were like, "Hey, we haven't done this show in a while, so here's all your favorites." Which would have been weird if it was just a season, a normal season break and back on. But even in terms of animation, it seems like this took a while before it came back. Yeah, it makes sense. Bullcheck was there. That that creepy little reporter guy. Nobody seems to like. <laughs> With a cinder block. <laughs> your camera is a cinder block. <laughs> I just want to be a part of things. Yes. Oh. And uh, I like Seuss Zombie. God, Seuss Zombie was funny. Mm. Like, just kind of this... Yo, like, dude, just gonna eat your brains. Yeah, it was just good. It was. I didn't even notice. Yeah, no. <laughs> fairly... I taught the zombies say. how to uh, get to the fuse box. <laughs> Among these guys, I'm a genius. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, I like that there's a little bit of stakes in this episode. That was... Although, we not that we didn't have stakes the last couple episodes, but uh, it, was, it was nice. It was really, really good, and I... Man, I do like the getting together to defeat them thing, even if it does doesn't it doesn't actually work like that. Uh, the animation has been this season, second second season of Gravity Falls. The animation really does seem to jump up a level. Yeah, it's smoother. It's more beautiful. More they they take more chances on some of the creature designs, like the, those zombies. You could have used the gnomes stacked on top of each other as a zombie in the first season. Mm-hmm. Like that was supposed to tr- that was supposed to seem like a zombie, right? And you look at it, it just looks like a character that has a couple of splotches on its face. It's not really that great. It's not that big of a deal. But the lighting and the 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 fact that like the spinal cord and uh, sort of t- distended and twisted, and the zombies in this season, so that it looks almost like intestines. It's really cool. Go back and look at any moment mm-hmm. in that, and it's really like and the just head's genuinely up. creepy. Yes, all oh, that entire segment. If we're, we're ready for the our favorite moments, I, I the zombie that tears its ears off <laughs> is my favorite because it implies that that zombie just like it's not that they hit some sort of special core that made their heads explode. That was most of the zombies. That zombie just didn't like it. <laughs> he didn't like it, and he was ripping his own ears off so he wouldn't hear anymore. I appreciate that. Um. So. There were a bunch of ciphers hidden in this week's episode. They start hiding them inside the show at this point. The ending cipher is the man downstairs is very clever. He can hide his plans forever, question mark. Oh, wow. So in a reference to Grunkle Stan, um, there's a, a cipher in the episode that says search for the flag, uh, an episode that says watch mm. out, uh, a cipher... <laughs> 
on one of the zombies that says, kill me, please. Wow. A cipher in Dipper's room that says, why is Wendy so perfect? And uh, a cipher in the beginning of the episode that says, welcome back. Oh, interesting. And uh, they're using all different, um, at this point, they're all different types of ciphers that were all the codes introduced last season at the endings. Mm -hmm. So they're jumping around with the different words, uh, the different ones they're using. Nice. The next episode in this season is Into the Bunker, which I actually really like this episode. I'm a big uh, big fan of it. Um, and it's also got one of the creepiest moments, I think, in Gravity Falls. A lot of references to John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, hey, yeah. You're a big fan of it, but this was mostly The Thing. Uh, big... uh, uh, it's uh, a slow uh, burn, and it's not worth it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was great, and it starts off really powerful with... Uh, the Wendy and uh, Dipper romance, or whatever infatuation building. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was a big fan of the uh, the movie they're watching, the nearly dead but not quite. With <laughs> I l- Chadley and Trixandra. <laughs> I like all of the movie references they have in like the they, even in the end credits when they start going. Oh, oh yeah, that's one of my Help favorite. My mo- mummy's a werewolf too. <laughs> this again. <laughs> I the Man with No Taste. I actually had to write that down. I was like, yeah, I like that movie. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's good. There was a lot of good stuff in this. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. This was a um, full explosion, uh, exploring, uh, I couldn't believe it, second episode in and we're getting to find out more details about the author. I was totally had. I thought that, that weirdo guy, I, I was pretty sure that weirdo guy in the bunker was the was a shapeshifter, but I thought he was at least taking the shape of the author when we find out he's taking the shape of a guy in a can of beans <laughs> whose name I can't was it like Red Baron Beans or something? It was something oh, similar God. to that, yeah. Oh some it was like such a weird like it was a joke that was so fast I was like, I know that's funny, but I can't process this right now. And it was creepy. You're right. I I think one of the creepiest moments is when the shapeshifter does the twins both at the same time. And it's like the two stretched out versions of Dipper and Mabel. And I'm like, oh, God, that's way too much for a a good show. Very surprising. And this is an episode where Mabel is fully insane. At this oh, point, yeah. Mabel is lost her mind. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of, we're really getting into some Mabel's kind of a jerk territory, uh, which I talked touched on a little bit, I think, last week or the week before, where I was like, man, like I, rem- I don't remember Mabel being, like I think it's because I'm marathoning the episodes, and we'll get to this mo- more in depth later. But yeah, Mabel locking Wendy and Dipper into a closet, supposedly, like that's a little much. Like he was comfortable wearing, or he... At least he said he was comfortable where things were at the time. But, but I think, and we'll address the monster problem of the week here, it wasn't just finding out more about the author, but it's it's resolving the relationship between Dipper and Wendy, right? So at this point, and this is even more of the monster problem of the week for the writers, yeah. right? They kind of know that they've got one season to wrap this up at this point, that you know, and they can't spend too much more time on the, well, Dipper's going to have a plot where we, he's infatuated with Wendy. We kind of got to put that on the back burner, you know, as we focus more on these plot-heavy episodes. No more moonlighting. De- yeah, to right. deal no, with the... Oh, <laughs> Will they or won't they? No one cares. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's over... Like, you can't do that forever, and gladly they seem to have put a uh, stop to it, more or less, in this episode. But they, they do it in a fun way. Like, I, yeah. I really like the episode, It and it kind of helps... You know, as Al kind of has said, Wendy's kind of like in season one, whatever the plot kind of needs her to be. Yeah. This starts giving her more of a place among the group of the monster hunters, you know? Right. But I will say, like, at least with the with the crush thing, because we, we have dealt with that at this point. I feel like we didn't do anything with that. 
Like, even if there was a moment when the, uh, the monster like had sort of said, oh, no, or, like, had or at least proposed the idea, like, we could be together, Dipper, like, at, like... At least him acknowledging, like, oh, that's not clearly the fake person, because Wendy would never say that. Like, that's lazy, but it would have at least been something, as opposed to having done nothing with it. I guess. I feel like it's more real. I, I've i had crushes on people, Well, that's and no... A, a, a just... shapeshifter in the basement isn't real either, but, like, I mean, just, like, do something with it. I, well, I, I'd like to hear the end of what... What James was saying. I was just going to say, sometimes you have a crush on a person and they don't have a crush on you back. And you're like, cool, I really like our friendship, so I'm not going to do anything dumb to ruin this. And then I think it was dealt with friends. I think it was dealt with very on point. Instead of giving us some stupid trope about the, the shapeshifter saying something that, you know, Dipper doesn't ever buy. They instead, Wendy sits down with Dipper and says, listen, you know, it, 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 it's not going to work out. We're just too... I'm too old for you. And he's like, yeah, I know. And I, I get it. And they kind of just acknowledged that the feelings were there. He's not a bad person for feeling those things. She can't reciprocate those feelings. But can we stay friends? And yeah, we will. That is the most adult way of dealing. Like uh, that, If I had to, te- if I wanted my 12-year-old who is crushing on a 17-year-old to take anything away from this episode, it would be that instead of like, remember, if there's a shapeshifter <laughs> that says she's into you, that's probably a monster and you don't want to trust that woman. And I agree. Like, I don't know where the hell that's going to go. I don't know what lesson I'm getting out of that. And I agree. I agree that, that that's a mature way to handling it. And I but and I agree that uh, the way I proposed is the laziest and dumbest way to do anything with that mechanic. But you would have liked it. But I, I just, but it would have at least been something and i feel like it it just kind of petering out and petering out in a decent enough way it's not like they had a problematic way of ending it but just anything man do anything with this you you introduced it to mm. narratively do nothing like uh i, know, I, th- I think it fleshes like, out i part. disagree with it being nothing yeah done it's but. it's part of growth for these characters yeah. right yeah, and sometimes growth is you know sometimes growth can be boring uh, even Ma- uh, mabel's like crushing on people and then and not working out and these aren't nothings these are just uh, this is a reality she's she crushes hard on some people and so far nothing has worked out for her uh but she doesn't seem like she's lesser for it no right? she often quite she quite often says i think i dodged a bullet <laughs> get to that eventually in this run uh, but yeah, Mabel is going crazy at this point. Uh, there's a couple of things she does that are just bonkers, insane fun. Uh, uh, but my, I guess my favorite is the, I don't know, I'm going to put on my skepticals. <laughs> and she puts skepticals. And I'm like, that's something that's going to work in my lexicon. My, my wife literally looked at me and was like, why have I never done that? Yeah. I, I think my favorite moment is when Dipper accuses Mabel of eating sugar packets and she's just eating a sugar packet and goes like, yes, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Frank, I believe you were looking for Baron Num Num's high flying beans. Oh, of course. Ah. Makes perfect well, sense. Well, and a uh, little bit of trivia for this episode. Um, Mark Hamill is the shapeshifter. I thought that was his voice. Yep. I couldn't quite tell, but I thought I picked it was. up on that one, yeah. It sounded uh, like the Joker. The line of the show for me was, or this episode for me was, oh, good luck sleeping tonight after the shapeshifter takes <laughs> yes. on oh, different That was so good. And screams. <laughs> imagine, imagine being an adult and seeing that happen to a child and your first instinct is to say, good luck sleeping tonight. <laughs> 
I would be that adult. Seuss just drops these pearls like almost every episode. Like even if it's a kind of poor one, you can depend on Seuss to drop something that's just gonna like. All right, yeah, that was great. Oh, also completely bonkers. Dipper acts in Wendy's stomach when he's like, "Oh, she winked at me instead of doing the mouth zipper thing." I was I I vis, I audibly went whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whoa! He could have had a bad piece of lumber and hit her with a like a like a like a blunt object, but axe to the stomach. That's commitment. So you were right. I'm I'm not that oh sure God, of anything wrong. of anything. Yeah. Where I would just like you know what? I'm pretty sure. Let me throw an axe into your stomach. No, that's awful. Oof. So we've got a couple of uh, ciphers in this one. Uh, believe it or not, the binary that flashes on the computer they find that belongs to the author says put all six pieces together. Um, six? All six Let's pieces together. Yep. Thanos the- is making an early introduction into Disney's Gravity Falls universe. One piece per finger. <laughs> <laughs> the ending... Oh, that's great. Um, the ending um, cipher is improper use of machinery could lead to utter catastrophe. Um, and there's a couple of other ciphers hidden in the uh, episode, if you pause it, um, including Ice Ice Baby and Am I Me? Is He Me? Interesting. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. I, and if I, I don't pause it, are they not there? Yeah. I mean, you probably couldn't read them fast enough I'm to not, decode them. I'm not sure how much I like the ciphers in, in Gravity Falls. At th- the end or in the middle of the episode? Or any of them. I think they're f- interesting... But there, I've never been like, oh, I wonder what that means. It's usually just like a little bit of commentary yeah. under yeah. about the episode you already saw. Which like, at yeah, that point, right, I'll cool. watch the commentary I'm just track. assuming I'm being told to drink my Ovaltine. <laughs> That's what all the ciphers are so, oh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm too lazy to do ciphers, so it doesn't really matter much. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing. Like, I, Would we feel, if there were hints towards the ending or hints towards the greater plot hidden in these ciphers, would that feel more satisfying? Or do you feel like that would spoil things ahead of time? Well, I mean, if you didn't spoil it, if it was just hints, I would think there were a little bit more 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 satisfying right now these these almost i don't know they're like little easter eggs they're not quite they're a puzzle but they don't actually feel like i'm resolving anything the way a puzzle normally does like a puzzle is supposed to bring you closer to the conclusion yeah not just be like here's a little joke this is more like the thing in the she-ra episodes like there's the little like duder that you have to looky yeah, looky. Like this is exactly what this is. It's just looky in all of the Shira episodes. I've never. I have no idea what you're talking about. I literally. Did you ever watched Shira when you were? I a did. Looky, he was the the little uh, sprite guy that like hid. It was like where's Waldo? And at the end of every episode, they'd reveal him. I don't remember this say, at all. Hey, did you find me? I was. And in- then he'd and then he'd give the the moral for the episode. Oh, wow, maybe that I didn't was required watch. by. 80s TV law. Yeah. yeah. They're fun. There are a few that are references to things to come, but they're kind of few and far between. Mm. Um, the The ones that appear in the episodes now are more... The ones that are hidden like in the episodes are more likely to be your hints than the fun ones at the end. Yeah. Like the, the, the binary on the laptop that means seems, something. Yeah, I was about to say, that one actually seems interesting because it's uh, and well I, hidden. Yeah, I wouldn't and have it, expected it. It does it mean something, something, but it... You know, it as you said, it's well hidden. It only flashes for a second when they first open the laptop, um, and then you have to put in binary code. And then yeah, you have to figure out you have to run binary code to figure out what it is. So it's it's really well hidden. You got to work for that. Mm. Viz. Now that I looked up what Lukey looks like, I totally remember. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, so, did you find me? Remember, <laughs> don't set your sister on fire. He Moral of the lesson. <laughs> I don't remember the music from... She-Ra, She-Ra. I know we're good. Thank you. Next so episode back. is The Gulf War. Uh, and this one's this one we're taking a break, right? We've had two relatively Was heavy episodes. Was the name of this episode The Gulf War? It's The, the Gulf, Gulf War. War. And you said we're going to take a break. This is not a heavy episode. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's meant to be played. Screw you, Disney. It's meant to be Screw played Screw you, James. Screw you, Alex Hirsch. The Gulf War. <laughs> Screw all of you. The monster problem of the week is uh, Mabel. Global <laughs> conflict. <laughs> well, Mabel learning to yes, settle her differences of, with, Miniature with global Pacifica. Conflict. Uh, via the backdrop of a golf course, a mini golf course world war. (laughs) So what are the factions? We have the Dutch, the French, the pirates, the cowboys. Just like World War One. The miners. (laughs) The Dutch, the French, the cowboys. How sad is the miner? When Big Henry dies? Oh my God. It's it's like, wow, we went there, didn't we, Disney? Okay. Yeah. He's like, I wonder if they ever do like a like a in memoriam for like Disney things. You see Bambi's mom. You see all these wonder these these old cats. Mufasa, and you see Big (laughs) Big Henry. Was it? Yeah, Big Henry. Good name, Big Uh, Henry. Uh, Clearly, a John Henry. I wonder what fun little stuff is going on in the miners. Though, like, there's been a gas leak. You can't go down there. (laughs) Oh my God, we're going there. And and it was hysterical. Yes, so funny. and the cameo we all have been waiting for, or not the cameo, the return of, of a character we've all been waiting for, Zyler. Zyler's back. Yes! Zyler is back. <laughs> the two guys? they like. I oh. forgot the other guy's name. <laughs> I did too, and I couldn't find it when you messaged me on the fan club. You just thought I was screaming Zyler? <laughs> no, I knew. I wanted to respond with your, the other guy's name, but I couldn't find it. Uh, but it's it's great, where they're just high-fiving, like, we had to treat this here, this girl got a severe burn. Oh, shh. that's like so good. I like. Oh, this. I spelt it wrong. It's a. It's an. It's an X. It's ah, uh, yeah. Zyler, of course. Zyler and Kras. Kras. <laughs> uh, join us on our Discord, non-productive.com/slash/discord, and help us remember the names of these characters <laughs> and Zyler. spell them correctly yeah. if you can. Yeah. I- I like this episode, though, because it's kind of in the same vein as the episode immediately previous to this, is we're kind of trying to settle up kind of characters' differences and existing plots with them and move them kind of into new places right. to give them, you know, new opportunities to interact. So you by, refer, of course, to Pacifica Northwest. I do, re- of course, refer to Pacifica Northwest. I do indeed. <laughs> what was What were all the words you just said? <laughs> Pacifica Northwest. Yeah, prefer? You refer, refer. I do indeed refer to Pacifica Northwest. I do like that they literally called out what her character was based on in the episode. Mabel uses it as an insult of her being a stereotype of a Midwestern. What was it? Bleach How blonde, something it? or other. Oh yeah. wow! I don't. I, I yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember the whole thing. She. It's yeah. It literally is just like we made you this character this way. That's wrong of us. We're going to fix that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I like it that they get to settle their differences. And uh, I like um, I like all the um, all the guest uh, guest appearances in this episode, including Patton Oswalt, Nathan right. Fillion. Nathan Fillion, who was 
whom in this? And Nathan Fillion is Pacific, her, uh, dad. Father? her Pacificus father. Okay, all right. Uh, Jim Cummings is the pirate uh, of guy. Of course, because you got to um, get it. Jim Cummings is a pirate. Um, John O'Hurley is the knight. Um, okay. Wow. And uh, Stand up Greg Sipes as Kraz. Oh, really? Okay. That, wow, a lot of people. A lot of guest spots. A lot. Interesting. This was this is a bad segue, but I don't. It was my least favorite episode of this batch. I'm with uh, Frank on this. I think one of the big reasons why that didn't so much hurt the previous episode, the bunker episode. What hurts this one is the serious lack of a B plot. Maybe, yeah, I, that may, that may have been it. Yeah, I because th- it's it's just them playing the golf game, and there's nothing really to break it up except for those few moments when like. Seuss is cutting W's into his shirt. Yeah, and they're in the car, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a almost a romantic moment. <laughs> well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, wow. we're saying there's more a lot that. of stars out tonight. <laughs> I think they're meant to cut up. The episode is meant to cut up with a lot of the individual stories of the. Uh, gosh, what were they? Ball people? I don't know. What, what did they? Did they have a name? The Putmans or something? Put, Putmans? Putmans? Oh, little little Putchins. Little Putchins. Yeah, they're like it little works Putchins. better. It works better if you see it written out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it does. It, it it does read better than it sounds. But but all those breakups were jokes, and then some of them work really well, like Big Henry, and then mm-hmm. some of them not so much. I want to know what a kid's reaction to Big Henry is, because <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine it would be. It's that's decently hard to be like. Wait a minute, where's the punchline on this? I hope we never see Ben Her- Big Henry again. I no, hope I, we, some, I hope we don't either. I don't remember. So us we have to assume he's dead. Yeah. Wow, that's um, awful. I do like that they wanted to do a musical number and they didn't get to do it. That was pretty funny. Mm. But they did get to finish it at the end. And we did was... see the musical number at the end. Do Do we have any other favorite moments from the episode? Oh, What's uh, ten minus six? <laughs> Four. Mm, that was my least favorite moment. Uh, I'll also I I I support the uh, Pacifica Northwest has a line for me. I'll sue you. What a beautiful reaction to a supernatural threat. <laughs> Just screaming, I'll sue you. Imagine that if you ever have an opportunity to run into aliens, ghosts, monsters, whatever. Imagine just having the indignity of screaming, "I will sue you!" Yep. At them. That was my favorite. I think there was a. I love the tender moment in the back of the car with the tacos. I thought that was pretty pretty mm. sweet. Um, some good character building. Um, I also like. Oh, what's better than beating your rival? We'll murder them for you. It's <laughs> great, right? This is exactly what you want. It. All right. So this. Uh, episode of just a uh, few ciphers there's um uh hidden in one of the golf courses uh there's a cipher that says remember big henry um and Aww. then the ending cipher is old man sleeping on the green can't help but wonder what he's seen whoa uh this is a reference to something that pays off later oh all right. There, can you remember who uh, a character that was sleeping in the episode on one of the greens? I I feel like at some point it was an old man. I think wasn't Uncle S- old. S- do no. do you care? Yeah, no, please. So old man McGucket. Well, he's the old man. I would yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he's sleeping on the green. Um, and you wanted you wanted one that pays off. I can tell you right now that pays off. So. I Keep old man McGucket in the back of your head. Feel like I'd rather that not pay off because I don't know <laughs> if old man McGucket being the linchpin of a story 
is going to make me feel good when it happens. Well, you oh, were okay with it in episode two. <laughs> was I, though? That was one of Frank's least yeah. favorite episodes. Yeah. Um, I am very anti-Old Man McGuckin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. And yet, in a lot of ways, you are Old Man McGuckin. I'm so far every crotchety person on this series, <laughs> if you ask the right person. That's fair. Hmm. Next episode, uh, we're kind of back to the uh, back to plot with sock opera. Um, in this episode, kind of the a plot is Mabel trying to win over a very handsome puppeteer boy um, named Gabe. Named Gabe at the expense of you know Dipper and her working on the um, you know on the laptop. And the B plot is Dipper makes a deal with Bill Cipher. I think that's kind of yeah. how we do the B plot. It's yeah. part of the A plot. Yeah. Depends on how you see yeah. it. But any any episode it's, it's that builds in is important. Which one's B and which one's A? Yeah, I would go with A, as you said it, mostly because of the name of the episode. name of the episode. Yep. Yeah. Although to it, be fair, uh, you know, with it being, uh, what do you call? Uh, I guess it's sock opera. It, it doesn't yeah. reference well, puppets. Well, no, I so. think uh, I think. Dipper is pretty much a, a sock, sock puppet. Yeah, I think most of them are sock puppets. <laughs> yeah, I think Bill Cipher probably used them for a certain amount of time to go on message boards and make fun of Gravity Falls fans. Uh, interesting, as soon as Dipper agreed to a puppet, I'm like, you know you're... Come on. You know you're going to be the puppet, right? They at least make him like super sleep-deprived when he makes that deal. Yeah. So like you give him a little bit of slack. You I'm- know? I was slightly irritated by the whole deal. Oh, me too. I wonder if it's about the same thing. The the fact that it it kind of just ignores all the literary implications of a Faustian bargain. Okay. The fact that yeah. that you typically when you have somebody make a deal with the devil, it's like a binding pact and the devil has to yeah. fulfill his end of the bargain that bothered me. in some in some twisted way. Right. I mean, he'll he'll usually twist it to his own advantage somehow. But in no way did Bill... But he doesn't really do that. The only other time we've seen him make a deal is theoretically with uh, Gideon, and he doesn't fulfill his end of the bargain with Gideon either. But that's not no, wait, that's not his fault. He fails, and then the deal falls, falls through. Yeah. Like, he's, Gideon tells, get him this thing, and I'll help you. And he fails in getting it, so therefore the deal's off, because he didn't do the thing he said he would. In this one, yeah. he... He takes, gets the payment, yeah, but doesn't he, he deliver. At least, yeah, yeah, Bill at least tried to fulfill his end of the bargain yeah. the first time. Yeah, I could have, like, even if, um, you know, Bill Bipper, as yeah, as Bipper. Mabel referred to him, even if Bipper puts in the password, activates the, the computer, and, and then, then formats it, it. And then smashed it. Or, yeah, yeah. That would at least be like, hey, I I got I gave you access, and now that I have access, I deleted everything. Well, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now that I'm in your body. <laughs> or he could have told him the password after he took the body, and you know he couldn't do anything with it. Right. right. And the All five right. minutes would have been up, and he couldn't use it. Yeah. I get that. I had a feeling Pete would be bothered by that. If you <laughs> want to know why, download our, uh, our role-playing game, Side Adventures, where uh, Pete is playing a character that has maybe made a Faustian deal, I guess. We'll find out. He made well, a deal. Sure. Yeah, that does sort of somewhat irk me when I was watching because I don't remember it going that way the first time around. I think for whatever reason, like, it just didn't bother me. Like, 
um, unlike the rest of you, I just assumed there was some emotional attachment to one of the puppets that was going to get taken. I didn't automatically oh, really? assume it was going to be Dipper. You're like, oh, puppets. <laughs> I thought he was going to linchpin. Like, that, that puppet really brought the whole story together. <laughs> I figured that's what it was going to be. That like, And then oh. Mabel was going to get mad at him about, yeah. like, you gave away one of my puppets? My like, key puppet. That's, like, that, that is actually what I thought was going to happen. Wow. That he was, go- he was going to take one of the key puppets to the play and... Mabel was going to be upset that she. Look at these theater that. geeks freaking so, out about oh the set design. No, but <laughs> so I see I see why Al and Pete would think that because most of these episodes have to do with Dipper learning a lesson that his relationship with Mabel is more important than whatever crazy thing he's doing, which that comes week. back a lot. Which co- right, and that happens in this a, mm-hmm. a lot to Dipper, and it also comes back around, like you said, in this episode where Mabel kind of gets to learn that opposite lesson. Yeah. you know that Dipper has sacrificed a ton of stuff. For her, whether it's related to Wendy or whether it was related to, you know, the finding out the truth behind Gravity Falls, you know, and Mabel has to sacrifice her fantastic show, you know, to to help save Dipper from being possessed by an evil triangle demon. I know what it's like to have to sacrifice your fantastic puppet show for the (laughs) greater good. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> it's weird. Bill brings up a really good point because, yeah, Mabel has asked a lot of Dipper through the through the show more than I realized. Actually, like mm. I was like, it's one of these moments during the rewatch where because Mabel was always one of my favorite characters, and I'm like, man, Mabel's kind of a jerk, and she's no more, and she's really a jerk in this episode. Like it's it like man, did, did I like Mabel? Or I like, think it's a little bit more nuanced. I yeah. definitely one hundred percent label Ma- label Mabel has to learn this lesson. Yeah. You know when Mabel learns, she's a label. Uh, but I also think that I really do think that this episode is both characters kind of maybe like if you had to pull anything out of it, it's let's be fair with each other and our needs and our wants and what we're, we're hoping to do out of this because, you know, uh, Dipper still didn't make a Faustian deal to sabotage this thing because he still... feels he's owed something because all the amount of times he's done things for his sister in the past. We liked all the lessons he learned in the past. I don't think those are bad lessons. I think maybe it's just that the two of them are a little bit, there's a little bit of resentment and also that they are, as siblings, they're, they're just not being fair with each other and what each other need. So if assuming this doesn't happen again in the next few episodes, I think that's the big lesson to learn is let's, you know, we have to help each other. Yeah. Any other favorite moments from the episode? I'm always a big fan when Bill's around. I like Bill. Mm. Yeah, pretty creepy. The, probably, the puppets in, in every way were creepy, I think. Um, the screaming head. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that was very good. You did My, such a good job. Here's a screaming head. Yeah. My favorite part... Well, I don't know. I do like. I want to special attention for Dipper um, mentioning that. Uh, what are you going to do? Pull the teeth out of my mouth? I'm like, yeah, that still bothers me too, Dipper. <laughs> <laughs> the deer teeth. But oh, the start of the episode, before anybody says anything, I think they're in the library and there's a poster on the wall yes! that says "read?" question mark And it's like a book reading to another book, and there, it's like some sort of like horrifying thing happening. Or to the book? The book is reading another book, and the the book that's being read looks terrified. Yeah, it, it looks a little bit like the Necronomicon. <laughs> it's really. Awful, and it's like the I, I have a special place in my heart for reading posters that exist in libraries, right? And bad ones are even better. And this was great. Um, so there are a ton of ciphers in this episode, as with any episode that Bill is in. Um, there are two opening ciphers, um, that are in uh, I think the book, um, and they're pure energy, not skin and bone. 
rising like the shepherd tone. Um, there's a bunch of scattered uh, ones around, including the word whittler, shifter, whatevs, and barrow. Mm. Um, <clears throat> there's a key cipher that says, we've all had some fun tonight, but let's not forget who the real puppet masters are. Reptoids who have infiltrated our government. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. Um, and then the ending cipher is no puppet strings can hold me down, so patiently I watch this town. Abnormal soon will be the norm. Enjoy the calm before the storm. Bill. Woof. That's amazing. Woof. That's Woof. great. So uh, uh, I love they that. start getting more ominous and more relevant. I love it. Wow. As we start ratcheting up. And not to defang that, but also my favorite line from Mabel was, you drive a biscotti? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that was pretty great. That was good. I, I, I also like what Frank said before, the dodging a bullet, like when he starts making out with his puppets. It's oh, like, yeah. it's like yeah. God, guys, were you, should you really have been interested in this one? And Candy's just chasing him anyway. Like, all right, Candy. No ch- oh, God. And uh, what's it? Brenda? Is that her name? Oh, yeah, Brenda. It's like. You look sweaty. You take off your shirt. <laughs> I'm just saying what everyone else is thinking, right? Like, um, yeah, I guess. What? All right. Candy wants to take it. <laughs> so the last episode is uh, Seuss and the Real Girl, which I think is kind of like my week episode for the run. Um, it's a it's a cute and interesting episode where Seuss essentially, um, you know, he's unable to interact with anyone and he wants to be able to get a date. So he picks up a video game, uh, an interactive dating sim, uh, to teach him how to date girls. And the interactive dating sim comes alive and uh, stalks him. As it him. does. Mm-hmm. As it does. It's, uh, it's another good video game episode, or I guess another episode where they're referencing video games a decent amount. There's some Five Nights at Freddy's stuff in there. Obviously, there's the, the waifu dating sim in there, uh, which is stark... Di- which is a very different animation style to the rest of the show, so it's kind of interesting to see it. It's actually on. done by the same guy who animated the last video game episode with gotcha. the kind of pixels and stuff. To yeah. which there are several callbacks in this episode. Correct, yep. Including the fighter guy showing up and you know getting electrocuted. And, uh, and Dipper saying, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I've heard our arcade game of life, it was bad. Yeah, it, these don't end, this doesn't end well. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think it's a it's a pretty kind of standard plot. Seuss uh, does eventually meet up with an actual girl, and um, you know he learns that oh, you know, if I just be myself, people will like me for who I am. Um, and then he has to get rid of the evil, uh, you know, AI girlfriend. I I don't think it's so much that he has to learn to be himself, because um, I think he was always doing that. I, I, like it was because he never noticed he had never been on a date until his grandma kind of brings it up. And sort of says, like, you know, I would appreciate it if you would find somebody. And, like, that's only when he starts to realize, I guess I haven't. And when he makes the effort or tries, suddenly he kind of does what Dipper does and gets in his own way. Um, just because he's very awkward. And he, not even that he's not himself or that he's, like, or thinks that there's anything about him to be nervous about. He just sort of, you know, uh, how do I, how do I flirt? I've never done it before. And it's only when he like he's casual and he's not thinking about it that it really comes through. Um, I'll also say like I think that what saves this episode more than anything is probably the B plot, which is uh, Grunkle Stan and Goldie. <laughs> and, I forgot about Grunkle Stan and Goldie. Oh my god! And yeah. and the plot to steal the badger, which I thought was really funny. It's like sometimes an old man just gotta go steal a badger. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> 
Well, and then we've got a, a bunch of fun references to Chuck E. Cheese, obviously, with the yeah, animatronics yeah, yeah. and stuff. Um, there are a lot of great video game references in there, like you said. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Overall, this episode's just kind of meh for me. I don't know. It's weird. This is one of my favorites, actually. Really? Yeah. Why do you it, like it so much? I think I like it so much because, again, it's like it's not. It doesn't play on all the stereotypes that you would imagine for like a a person like Seuss. Like he's not. It's not that he's nervous about himself. He's just like I've never done this before. I don't know. I'm socially awkward. Like that's more realistic and kind of fair. Um, the person that he meets isn't like you know ridiculously attractive and like out of what I would assume be out of his league. Um, and like that feels better to me to a certain extent. Like, yeah, don't, don't, let's not put unrealistic expectations here. Um, and also the B plot, I love it. I just, I that's that saves it every time. The trip to Vegas is great. Um, and just stand fighting a giant robot basher. <laughs> I just, it's, it's great to me. <laughs> and also Giffany or Jiffany. Um, okay. it's just <laughs> Giffany or is it uh, uh, That amused me the most because Seuss was so confused about it. Even though it was never written anywhere, it was actually nope. just spoken. Yep. yep. And yet he's still confused about the pronunciation. Oh, man. And I think that's she's just a cool design, and I like it. And also, oh, my God, the moments with him and his grandma are I was going to say his grandmother was probably my favorite oh, yeah. right? about it. Oh, the, he loves her so much, and she's so cool. Like, Sauce's life is my, is my soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. The, I, the, the absolute best was when she said she wanted him to uh, have someone to be with when she went to heaven. Yep. When she went to live in heaven. With all the like, angels. With all the angels. And oh, Grandpa. He, no, no, he is not no, there. No, he is not there. <laughs> 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 that, that pause before his... Hey, Grandpa. No, he is not there. <laughs> oh, that, that killed me. Like, there's reasons to really like this episode, I think. Oh, wow. Well, that could good. have meaning. That like, could Grandpa? actually... Yeah. Well... <laughs> Maybe Grandpa's not dead. Oh, I mean, you know. There's a couple of cryptograms in this one. There's a repeat of Stan is not what he seems. Um, a binary of sp- titled Space Jam 2. That's all it says. It's just a bunch of <laughs> oh, code that's a Space Jam 2. And the uh, ending cryptogram is a Sailor Moon reference. It goes, winning hearts by daylight, processing robots by moonlight. Her emotional baggage is a real fight. She is the one named Giffany. Good job, everybody. And they, they spell it here, GIF, G-I-F-F-A-N-Y. What is that? See, I assumed GIF? that. Yeah. GIF or GIF? That's is it a hard joke. G or soft G? That's the joke. Yeah. It, it's Giffany. So before we wrap up, what are we thinking of the start of season two? Very strong. Love the animation. Love the storytelling. Love it all. Really good. I, uh, I, I'm now deep in the weeds with this. And I'm convinced that Wendy is uh, having an affair with Seuss's grandpa, Bill. <laughs> and that makes her a super hypocrite, mm. saying that uh, she's too Age old for... Age is a number, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Ooh. know. Hey, Seuss's life is a soap opera, man. Now, now I'm mad at Wendy. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, wait. Redheaded Wendy. Oh, man. When is Carl Jr. going to get involved in this? Fast food jokes. Oh wow! Yep, man. Yeah. I, you know I've never been to a Carl's Jr. Like people keep giving me crap about. Late that. to the party, Carl's Jr. Coming soon. <laughs> I've never been within fifty miles of a Carl's Jr. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. Court Stupid order. West Coast things. There you I don't go. know how much of this is going to make it to the podcast. Hopefully, it's all fading out right now. Oh, good. Yeah, it was great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, how many more episodes we have left?
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Join the discussion over on our Discord or Facebook fan club. And please support us on our Patreon. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.